I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Spinafell. What is up, y'all? It's Jonathan Rollins. Skiff Misara. Two Americans living in Sweden talking about the motherfucking Super Bowl. Let's go with the motherfucking Super Bowl! Man, man, man. The Super Bowl is in the books. We have mm. another one, man. Another season under our belts. This is our third one together, brother. That's true, actually. Our first our first episode was in the summer of 2020 when we didn't know if there would be an NFL season. God, that's so crazy to think about. Yeah. I, I remember us talking about that. Yeah. Like, uh, like what a brilliant time to start an NFL podcast in the year where there might actually not be a fucking NFL season because of COVID. Uh, Wrong with y'all. Good timing, guys. Way to go. The world really needed that. (laughs) Really needed your contribution to the NFL stratosphere. Yeah, but we did it. And now, you know, in, in all fairness, you could say that we maybe saved the 2020 season, right? Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, of course, we came along when the season was in doubt. It happened. The fact that we came along at a time when the season was in doubt and then it happened, is is that a coincidence that it happened? <laughs> I don't know. Is that proof that we uh, have our finger on the pulse of the NFL? I, we're the, you know, uh, I mean. <laughs> we're trailblazers. Without, with everyone out here just picking their own facts, like, why not? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why not just go with it? Yeah. So, uh, so have you seen the Super Bowl? I have, I have seen it. Um, I know that. that so there were like 113 million American viewers who watched the Super Bowl. Wow! I think the international. I think it's just a pinch uh, shy of the record. I think of 114 million. Um, I'm pretty sure the international average is somewhere between 30 and 50 million annually. Okay. Um, I did not watch it live but you did how how was your setup uh well as you may know for some reason my internet was out like the whole internet was out in this neighbor in this area <laughs> for the mm-hmm. whole weekend weird yeah it went out friday and then i called my provider and they were like you know typical <laughs> swedish customer service like yeah man <laughs> they're just like yeah man it's out he was like surprised, and then he looked into it. He said, like, "Oh yeah, it's out for your whole neighborhood." So I was like, "Okay, um, are y'all gonna fix it?" He said, "Yeah, they're probably working on it. They'll probably be back in a few hours." He came back yesterday, right from from Friday, because wow. of course they didn't. Nobody came in to fix it on a weekend. Do you know this happened in Philadelphia as well? 
Really? Right, right, right before the Super Bowl. I saw an article about this yesterday that there was a section of Philly where there was, yeah, they, they, I, there were a bunch of Philly fans who were unable to actually watch the game until like the second quarter. Oh, that's sucks. Um, <clears throat> I don't That's think it was an internet beautiful. thing. I think it was specifically like a, like a, um, like a broadcast outage. Yeah, something like that, or or like a specific cable provider, like like oh. Comcast or Xfinity or something like that. Man, um, I want to hear the customer service calls. Oh yeah, folks were fans. upset. I'm sure. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna come to your house. I'm gonna kill your mother. I'm gonna kill your grandmother. <laughs> I got a fucking bat, and I swear on Rocky himself, <laughs> I will kill you. Where did you uh, Where did you wind up watching the game? Oh yeah, so because of that, also Martin got sick, so mm. he had to cancel, and that was where we were gonna watch it at. It started like looking like a, a grim night. So then uh, I hit Sean up, told him Martin didn't have the place, told him about my internet situation. I didn't want to like make my phone hotspot watch the Super Bowl, I would have lost all right. my data, right? <laughs> so we went right. to the studio, man. Went to the sound lounge. Oh nice. I took my seven layer dip. I took my uh my Wendy's uh uh hot honey sliders uh-huh. and and some sodas to stay up. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. we went over there and watched the game. Just you and Sean. Yeah, it was just me and Sean. You say just like Sean's not enough. I don't think he would appreciate that. Well, I mean, he is a Chargers fan, which is, <laughs> by definition, not enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, just short of uh, of good. <laughs> right. You know I'm just fucking with you, Sean. We love you, brother. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we, we watched, watched it. The- it was great, man. It was great. We uh we watched it last night on Monday night. We waited for uh Isak to come home from basketball practice and and the whole family piled into the living room. We watched the game in 40. We paused it at the half, watched the Rihanna halftime show and then watched the rest of the game. Ah, um, good. So we kind of we we had a a shortened version uh of the Super Bowl. So you haven't uh, and seen it was commercials. Great. No, I haven't seen the commercials. And frankly, um, I I know that maybe this is like a, maybe a not so popular take, but I don't really give a shit about Super Bowl commercials. I truly oh. don't. Okay. Um, the fact that there are these, I think there's, it's like, it's kind of the DNA of it all that you have these companies that are literally paying Mm. Over seven million dollars for thirty seconds to sell me everything that isn't fucking nailed down. Speaking uh, of nailed I've, down, there was a big Jesus commercial. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> speaking of Jesus nailed that down, that <laughs> might be one of the greatest transitions. <laughs> that might be one of the most shining Sergeant Segway moments I think I've ever heard in my. <laughs> Speaking of nailed down, there was a Jesus commercial. Oh my god! I wish I had like a award I could give you right now. That was absolutely brilliant. Thanks. I feel like I have to write it down. It's so funny. I have to write that down. Speaking of nailed down, I went to church this morning. God, that was great. 
<laughs> they had a Jesus commercial, man. I was like, what really? was it? It was like I, showing was it the- like polarization, <laughs> political polarization. Basically, they were like showing that uh, people are really mad and angry at each other, and they're showing both sides of like protests and like all of these grim uh, still shots from the past you know, ten years or so. It's like showing how the world is divided, basically, and then it says. He loves us or something like that. And it's like pray.com. Oh, uh, right. I've seen it. They've, they've had several leading up to the Super yeah. Bowl. They had one where they were trying to draw attention to the fact that Jesus was also a migrant. Um, mm. That kind of thing. So, yeah, I, I'm familiar with the campaign. <laughs> uh, no, they sort of like they were showing like they were telling the story of a Mexican or a south american or some kind i think it was like a like a mexican family and how their lives are like oh yeah they have a happy life blah blah blah, and then shit hits the fan and they yeah and then they kind of tie it all into the jesus thing um anyway that's funny yeah yeah, i don't really give a shit about that i love seeing the halftime uh show the commercials i could care less okay um but yeah, we had a we had a great experience. I like that we were able to kind of. That's the first time we've ever done that. I think where we all sat that's down and watched cool, it together man. like that. It sounds like Game in Forty is great. Oh yeah, yeah. Game in Forty is great. But I, we get we did watch the commercial. We were kind of giving thumbs up, thumb down. You know what I mean for the ones that we right like didn't like and all of that. But for the most part, it was funny <laughs> stuff, man. Good commercials. Mm, uh, and cool. we, it was a nice experience. I was really glad that uh, Greg Olson was one of the commentators. Mm. He's, he's good, man. He's just he's shooting up to one of the top commentators <clears throat> in the league. I think he is good, but I, we'll get to him later because I have a bit of an issue with with something he did in the broadcast that I think, um, yeah, I, okay. I think he had a, I think he had an unfortunate part to play in 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 the controversial call uh that everyone's still talking about mm, yeah. uh, that i think he played a very okay. inadvertently played a very irresponsible role in that um <clears throat> yeah i like I, but, I i get that how do we how do we how do we uh talk about it do we start with some news and updates and stuff <laughs> or do we go right into the game well, I have a few things that I would like to address before we get to the game. First of all, okay. what a fucking Super Bowl. I mean, just in general. Yeah. Well uh, produced. Even on even those on Fox. Yeah. Uh Chiefs went thirty eight to thirty five. I mean, I for me personally, I feel like I had to chalk this up as another example of why you should never bet against Patrick Mahomes. Um, <laughs> this is yeah. this is a mistake that I certainly will not make again. Uh, I, I I honestly don't care if like let's say let's say this dude wins the AFC Championship uh, again, but in the two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl, Mahomes get he gets hit by a train. Right. He gets hit by a train and forget about the ankle. They, they have to amputate both of his legs. And this guy comes out and says, you know what? It sucks. I lost my legs, but I, I you can count on me. I'm good to go. I'm going to play. I'm sorry, but I'm going to bet that he's going to win the game. Even with no <laughs> fucking legs. This guy's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, not only that, he overcame um, what some are referring to as like a quadruple curse. Have you read about this? No. Okay. The last nine regular season MVPs to make the Super Bowl have lost 
the Super Bowl. Oh. Tom Brady, 2017. Matt Ryan, 2016. Cam Newton, 2015. Peyton Manning, twice, 2013 and 2009. Tom Brady again in 2007. Sean Alexander in 2005. Rich Gannon, 2002. Kurt Warner in 2001. All of them won the MVP of the season and lost the Super Bowl. Not oh. since two, the year 2000 has has it ended with the MVP trophy and the Super Bowl. Kurt Warner, when they won their first one, I guess, in 99, is the last time a, a league MVP won the Super Bowl. And now Mahomes has done it. So that's one, um, so that's one curse. <clears throat> the coin flip curse. The last okay, eight Super yeah. Bowl teams to win the coin toss have lost the game. Chiefs won the coin toss. And deferred. Uh, I think. I think by picking tails, actually. Yeah, it was Which tails. Because I was yeah. like, we halfway had that bet, but then we said tails equals victory. Mm. Betting against uh, the thir- Again, the third curse is the Drake curse. Okay. Drake revealed before the game that he was betting $700,000 on the Chiefs in the Super Bowl in addition to other parlays totaling nearly a million dollars. Um for a while, the Grammy Award-winning artist's uh, sports pick meant a, a, a definite defeat, right? <laughs> um, <clears throat> there are a lot of fans that thought that Drake just even wearing a team shirt would oh, yeah. would would mean would yeah, mean NBA an L. Finals too, um, like, hockey, like whatever he does, yeah. Everything. Every he's also a, a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, and the Maple Leafs haven't won a Stanley Cup in like over fifty years. I think it's like the longest cup drought. Uh, in the NHL, uh, Drake was famously a big fan of Johnny Manziel. Uh, <laughs> shortly before his career fell off a cliff, um, he also bet on Serena Williams in 2015 U.S. Open Finals. That didn't go well. He bet on the Golden State Warriors in the 2016 NBA Finals. Mm. Did not end well. Uh, this got so bad that that. Italian soccer club AS Roma once joked on social media in 2019 that its players were banned from taking photos with Drake. (laughs) (laughs) He also recently bet on the San Francisco 49ers to win the NFC championship. We all saw how that ended. Mm. Um, Yeah. So yeah, he, he bet on the chiefs and they still won. Um, And the final curse is the Rocky Balboa statue curse. Okay. Chief, Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey already warned the Kansas City Chiefs fans not to interfere with the legend of the Rocky Balboa statue. For years, opposing fans, teams, merchandise being placed on the figure has not ended well. Um, this so-called phenomena have most recently displayed during last month's NFC Championship game. Legend prevailed twice in 2018 when the Eagles won the NFC Championship and the Super Bowl um, after the Vikings and Patriots attempted to test the Balboa theory. Um, you don't test Rocky. This also, no, you don't test Rocky. Um, but apparently some clown put a Chiefs jersey on, on the statue and uh, it didn't matter. Now, there is a rumor that this Balboa curse thing is really more of an inside job. Like it's Eagles fans putting uh, opposing teams gear on the statue to keep yeah. the myth alive. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. 
but either way, the curse is broken. Mahomes yeah. just walked in and said, yeah, you can take your curses and you can shove them up your ass because I have Travis Kelsey and I have Andy Reid uh, and I have Eric Bieniemy. So when we get so into it, that. I want to talk about how Andy <clears throat> Reid is the real MVP. Oh, for sure. Uh, but let's do it. Let's get into the game. Um, and Eagles fans, if you're listening, I hate to say this, but you had them. Yes. You absolutely had them. Right. You there. had the Chiefs right where you wanted them, up against the ropes, up by 10 at the half. Uh, I mean, the Eagles ran twice as many plays compared to the Chiefs in the first half. It was all textbook. 45 to 20? Yeah. I think it was like 45 plays to 20 plays or something. Time of possession was so fucking lopsided. Yeah. Uh, the Chiefs only had the ball for eight minutes in the first half. The Eagles had it for like nearly 20 minutes, I think. And Hertz, twenty-two minutes. Hertz was unreal. He he was he was so good in the first. Well, he was good throughout the game for the yeah. most part. Besides the um, <clears throat> right, which we'll definitely Huge. get to that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Hertz was 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 playing the game of his life, and Mahomes' ankle looked like you know he looked like he re-injured it right before the half. I have the real MVP needs to be whatever they shot into his ankle at halftime <laughs> easily. I mean, I don't even know what that was like some kind of like space interstellar serum from, from the give me, planet, give me whatever you whatever. got, give me whatever you got. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> some kind of magic stardust from, from the third stratosphere of the universe or something. I don't know what it was, but it, whatever it was, it worked. <laughs> the guardians of the galaxy were waiting in the locker room. We totally, because it. Mahomes came out in the second half, and I mean, just launching these three straight touchdown drives to wrestle the game away from the Eagles. Uh, who, to the Eagles' credit, I mean, they battled all the way to the end. Um, yeah. But that, but the second half, it, it the second half kind of made me think of that famous Mike Tyson quote. You know, the yeah. everyone has a plan until you get, so punched, get punched in the punched mouth. In the yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the Chiefs, they fucking punched some. Punched the shit out of him. Um, I mean, it, yeah, the the a punch that clearly led to the Chiefs becoming uh, only the second team in NFL history to come back from double digit halftime deficit to win the Super Bowl. The uh, other the time that team? this happened was, well, the other time it happened is it's so fuzzy in my memory that it, <laughs> I, I I don't even know if it actually happened. I I, okay. I try to block it out, but yeah, of course it was the Falcons. You fucking Stupid Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> um, <clears throat> what do you make of how the Eagles started this game? I liked it, man. I like that they they started out aggressive. They were down to go down the field too, um, and then Hertz was it. It was like mistake free. It just came out for the most part. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Well, I mean, I mean like, the Eagles. The, the Eagles have the, been the, had quick quick starts all year. Yeah, um, that's been kind of their their like in their DNA. Um, they were surprised and that again, the Chiefs like decided to defer <clears throat> when they won the toss. They commented <clears throat> on that how the Eagles are the best at coming down and scoring, and uh, but they still were like, "Y'all, y'all take the ball. We'll take it at the half." Mm-hmm. Well, I think the the thing that's so fascinating about Mahomes, and especially as we're alluding to earlier, Andy Reid, like I think they have such a 
such a great awareness of the fact that that the game is actually four quarters, not right, not not one quarter. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I saw some crazy stat yesterday. I don't remember. It was something like in the ninety-four games that Patrick Mahomes has started, um, ninety of them have you know he's never been down by more than one score like you're just not wow. you're not going to blow out this team you know what i mean yeah um <clears throat> but mahomes was i mean uh hurts rather was great the dude was 27 yeah. for 38 304 passing yards one passing td no picks plus he had the 15 carries for 70 rushing yards and three touchdowns the 70 yards is a super bowl record for a, qu- a quarterback and the three tds and the 20 points that he scored tied a Super Bowl record. Um, the the fumble that led to the Nick Bolton touchdown mm-hmm. for me is is the only real mistake. And un- unfortunately, when you go up against a team as good as the Chiefs, a lot of times mistake free football is what's required if you expect to win. And even that is not a guarantee. Chiefs defense really, d- despite putting letting thirty five points come up on them. They stepped up, man. It should have been two defensive touchdowns. One was taken off of the off of the board, and then it was I agree. looking bad. It was looking bad. Then if that would have swung, it was a it was a bang bang play. I understand the way they called it, but to me, to the naked mm. eye, it looked like a catch and a fumble. And if that goes through, then it, the game looks way different. Because once it turned to, all right, y'all got to throw this ball. It, it was a different yeah. thing. Like, that's yeah, especially when he had to, <laughs> especially when he had to throw the most limp dick hail mary I think I've ever seen. Well, in, that's, that comes to this. Uh, we're talking about the production <laughs> of the Super Bowl. They didn't have to have all of that damn paint out there. You know, people were slipping around anytime they were running into that paint. And he stepped. Yo, in the do paint. you think that was it? You can see. It. I watched it again. He steps in the paint. He oh, I didn't see it. it. Yeah, because I was going to talk he about he the slip when he threw it. Uh, okay. Um, AJ Brown, 96 yards and a touchdown. Devontae Smith, 100 yards receiving. Um, both of them getting open for deep shots. Some of those catches by AJ Brown. I mean, poor yeah. Titans fans had to be sitting there <laughs> watching this game. Going, Yo, mad you know as what? hell. You know what, Skip? I was, uh, I had a parlay bet out there, right? Mm hmm. My parlay bet mm. for those of you that want to feel the heartbreak of gambling. It mm. was Chiefs victory. Mm-hmm. It was Kelsey touchdown. Mm-hmm. It was Ding. over in the score, more than 51 points. And it was Ding. Devontae Smith touchdown. <laughs> and when he catches oh. that ball and he's he's about to score, we were jumping up and down like, I'm going to hit this parlay. And he stumbles out of bounds at the one yard line, only for Jalen Hurts to score the touchdown. Shit, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> and then we got the first penalty. I don't know if you noticed that, mm. but the, we we bet the first penalty to be the uh, oh yeah pass interference, and it was. Did we hit offense, that? Yeah, offensive pass interference. Wow, <laughs> yes. interesting. <clears throat> And yeah. offensive pass interference. Yeah. That's unexpected. I thought it was a whole thing um, there. Like offensive pass interference. We're like, yes. <laughs> I mean, the Eagles' offense was firing on all. Uh, well, not. Okay. The only bad thing you could say about the Eagles' offense is that they were never really able to get their more traditional run game going. Um, 
they only had 115 total rushing yards and Hertz had 70 of them. Mm. Um, so full credit to the Chiefs D line and especially the linebackers. Running. The first drive, Gamewell was getting some good chunk yards and then it kind of yeah. stopped after that. I think the Chiefs linebackers really woke up after that drive because Gainwell, Sanders, Boston Scott, I mean, they were outside of that first drive, they were really kind of they did not really factor into the rest of this game in any big yeah. way. Um that number 54 the other was pro- flying around out there. Mhm. I don't remember his name. And um yeah, Nick Bolton too. We'll get to him in oh, a minute. Yeah. He was he was unbelievable. Uh, the other problem the Eagles had was their their defense, historic defense, mm. coming into this game with seventy eight sacks uh, on the year, um, did not manage to sack Patrick Mahomes even once. Um, they also looked pretty vulnerable against the run. As I predicted, not a very good run defense, even though some people disagreed with me. Um, I mean, the Chiefs didn't run the ball as much, uh, but they definitely outran the Eagles in total rushing yards. Pacheco, Jesus Christ, this guy. How much do you love the way this this guy runs like his life depends on it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like his legs are like angry pistons. (laughs) You know? It's like. Yes. what do you got? 15, 15 carries for 76 yards, rushing touchdown, a little over five yards per carry. Um, this dude was a seventh round rookie out of Rutgers, picked really not that far ahead of Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. So think well, about that. Man. That's that's pretty amazing. Um, Mahomes obviously ran for 44 yards. Um, that last including that, talk about grit. That that huge 26 yard scramble in the second half. That was, uh, that, that one led to the go ahead touchdown. Right. I think. Um, and then of course my man from Marietta, Georgia, Jarek McKinnon. Yeah. He only had 34 yards on four carries, but my boy was averaging eight and a half yards per carry. Plus a couple of receptions, marching him down the field. He's a good man. Don't mess with my man from Marietta. You know, the, uh, the coaches saw something and exploited the hell out of it in that second half. Two of those touchdowns wide open. Uh, mm. And also that one play to Kadarius Tony, the little like swing route where he pretended he was going to do a screen block and then he fades out and the defenders are all confused. Like they out coached the Eagles. Yes, and those two touchdowns, the yeah. Kadarius Tony one and the uh, Sky Moore yeah. touchdown, the, it was the same play. Yeah, they just did it on the opposite it's side. It's the exact same play. They just did it on the opposite side. Yeah. Uh, and I read an interview with Andy Reid yesterday where they were asking him about it, and they said that it's it's one of those plays where – where there's like three different options and we kind of leave it up to Mahomes what he wants to do. Um, but we know that if we send that receiver in, as yeah, soon as we see the safety kind of going with him and we realize that we can, no all help, we have to yeah. do is snap the ball. He turn around and the guy's going to be wide open. And then in the interview, they asked him, uh, they said, do you have a name for the play? Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, we call it corn dog. <laughs> <laughs> And they asked him, they said, he said that me and B enemy, we call it corn dog. <clears throat> and they said, why? He's like, well, we like to eat. 
<laughs> we like to eat. I was like, it's absolutely brilliant. Wow. That's a great. And then it, it showed that they, they're like, okay, this is what they're going to do. And it's going to get us open every time. It was almost unfair how open those two touchdowns were. Mm. To where it's just only coaching. And you can see the guy passing it off on the first one. He's like waving yeah. to the other, to the safety. Like, all right, you take this. Um, I got this or whatever. And then he turns around and is wide open. In my opinion, the Eagles gave the Chiefs everything they had. But as the yeah. field started to tilt in the second half, they they basically fell victim to what I would argue, um, outside of the brilliance of Biennemi and Reed, uh, is is essentially probably the greatest active quarterback in the NFL, and oh, yeah. could be could be the greatest quarterback we've seen when it's all said and done. But that's yeah. that's a conversation for later. But if you look at the box score, the guy, I mean, he's twenty one for twenty seven. He only threw for one hundred eighty two yards, but he threw three touchdown passes, no picks, and then of course the forty four yards rushing, playing through the high ankle sprain, managing the game like an absolute assassin, bringing Andy Reid's 10,000-page Russian novel of a playbook to life. I mean, it was just – the second half was poetry in motion. I, I think he threw, what, one incompletion in the second half? Was it only one incompletion? Wow. I think he only had one incompletion in the second half. It was locked in, man. But then again, they were getting wide open. Like Yes, and he did it – He again – he throws three touchdowns to three completely different receivers, just yeah. like he, just like they've been doing all year. Kelsey, that to Kelsey. Uh, oh my god, that was a dime. And Kelsey that was running an absolute around, dime. And he's like still doing the shake. The dude's still like stumbling, coming out of his defense, and the ball is just waiting for him right on his hand. Like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Kelsey, Tony, Sky Moore, um, you know, and and again the that. I don't think there is anybody who has a better red zone offense than the Chiefs. No. Period. I mean, it's just the way they scheme dudes open is ridiculous. Um, uh, is it time to put our uh, tinfoil hats on? Not well. I actually, let's talk about Nick Bolton first. Okay. Uh, because honestly, this has to be. Even though it happened in the first half. This has to be one of the biggest plays of the game for me. The fact that Nick Bolton picks up this fumble recovery for a touchdown. Um, Eagles had the ball uh, around the 48-yard line. Um, Hertz tries, you know, to get the edge. He, he switches hands with the ball and just drops it, just flat out drops the ball out of nowhere. And he kind of kicks it loose a little bit too. Mm. It took a great bounce. Nick Bolton scooped it up, took it 36 yards to the house to tie it up 14-14. I mean, to me, this is like a total sliding doors moment. But yeah. I would argue, given how the first half was playing out, that if that play doesn't happen, there's probably no way the Chiefs come back to win this game. Yeah, maybe. Assuming the Eagles go down and score there. Because then they're up like, what, 21-7 to at that point? I mean, it's like... It, it, either way, I mean, the Eagles responded the way you would hope. You know, they came back out with yeah. a 12 play drive that forced and, you know, forced the Chiefs to punt. And then, you know, the field goal at the end, they go up 24 to 14. So it kind of, but I, I would argue that this play, even though it happened pretty early, like completely changed the game. Um, 
and Nick Bolton played the game of his life, right? Yeah. He's been the Chiefs' leading tackler all year. He had the most tackles of any player in this game, including that huge tackle on Miles Sanders uh, in the second half. Mm. I think it was was four or no at the end of the at the end of the first half that that forced the Eagles to kick that field goal instead of going for a for for a touchdown. Yeah, right. Because the Eagles um, were in, they were kind of in fuck it mode at some points. Like, if it's going to be fourth and two or less, we're going for it. It felt like that was how they were. That uh, that, that mm. rugby thing was working. They were just grinding it out. It was impressive. Mm. I Totally. The other major turning point uh, is obviously not only the three straight touchdown drives by the Chiefs in the second half, but also... Kansas City's defense stepping up in the second half. Yes. Uh, the Eagles' first second half drive was a 17-play drive that ate up nearly eight minutes off of the clock, and they still had to settle for a field goal. Yeah. Uh, and on the Eagles' next drive, the Chiefs forced a three-and-out punt that unfortunately for them uh, landed in the hands of Kadarius Toney. Low bad Dude kick. had just – <laughs> Bad kick, but man, he had to do the work. Dude had just scored a touchdown, and now he, you know, is returning a, a punt sixty-five yards all the way up to the Eagles' five-yard line, which set him up for the, you know, for the for the thirty-five to twenty-seven lead. Longest punt return in Super Bowl history, by the way. Yeah, saw that. Um, again, Eagles kept fighting. They showed a lot of heart. They got a lot of that Rocky in them. Um. They scored the game tying touchdown, um, you know, but if Mahomes can score in only 13 seconds, uh, you, you damn sure he can do it with over four minutes on the clock. Uh, yeah, the only question was 15. I was like, uh Oh mm, <laughs> yeah. The only question was, could the chiefs eat all of the clock? Right. Um, because this was absolutely shaping up to be one of those games where it felt like whoever had the ball last with any significant amount of clock, uh, left was probably going to win the game. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Which, of course, brings us to the conspiracy corner where we have to talk about this holding penalty that set the chiefs up for the game winning field goal. What is your opinion, Mr. Rollins? I felt like it sucked that it had that, you know, that he did that and that it got called. If I were the mm. ref, I may not have called it, especially seeing where the ball landed, but they didn't call passing. Sure. That's the difference. 
Right. But in the grand scheme of things, it sucks. But then I can understand calling it if you're watching the play and then that happens and then you just throw the flag early and not realize how to, that it what didn't matter. It didn't really hurt the play. That's hard to right. determine in the moment. And I think it sucks because it would be nice to see what would have happened. But I feel like that's not why the Chiefs won this game. Agreed. And, you know, it's easy. It's always a lot easier to remember the play that happens at the end of the game and to forget all of the other shit that happens during the game. Don't forget the um, momentum that was lost when the refs did not call a uh, defensive holding when um, uh, Schuster Smith was coming across and the guy was holding his arm. That's the first exactly. down that changes that drive. You got the fumble. Yep. You got a touchdown that was taken off of the um, off of the board that was questionable. You got the Goddard catch that was questionable as well. The um, I mean, my argument is that playing as well, you know. Yeah, and you know the Miles Sanders fumble that could have been another scoop and score. You know, right? Yeah, honestly, it's like just because it happens at the end of the game doesn't make it any more significant. It it doesn't all of the calls, all of the missed calls to me land equal on balance. Just because right. they happen at the end of the game doesn't make them more important. Okay. Because like you said, any one of those calls goes a different way, it changes the trajectory of the game. Yeah. And for starters, James Bradbury, it not only did he hold Juju's jersey, he also admitted it yes. in the in in the postgame presser. Okay. He said, yeah, I held him. I was hoping they wouldn't call it, but I did it. Second, the play happens on the Eagles' 15-yard line. Butker's going to make that kick anyway, probably, right? He missed sure, a kick he had missed, in the game. Of course, he had missed one earlier, but from 15 yards, he's probably going to make that. Um, and yes, it would have left a minute and change on the clock rather right. than eight seconds. Um, but even that's no guarantee for the Eagles, no, no, no. Uh, especially considering the way the Chiefs defense is playing in the second half. And finally, kind of takes me back to the original point it, that I made when we first started talking about this game. You had them right where you wanted them. Yeah. Your offense balled the fuck out. You ran up a double digit lead, but your defense didn't show up. They didn't make plays, and they allowed the Chiefs to take over in the second half and win this football game. One holding call, regardless of how mm. soft you think it may be, does not change that. It just doesn't. Yeah. And and all of these idiot Eagles fans who are out here throwing around these scripted conspiracy theories, like, just stop. It's a just stop. It's helping them get over it, you know. Mm. Be all right. That's unfortunate. I I felt bad as a fan of the game because I like to see a crazy dramatic ending, but it is what it is, man. And then when they showed it and you see him pull him, see him talk him a bit, you know, you're just like, I get they help. And they didn't say pass interference, so hmm. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> like it, it is what it is. I mean, I'd be curious to see what the win probability would be at that point in the game. I think I could check that actually. You mean if they uh, if they get the ball back with a minute fifteen, it's probably going to be around forty thirty five percent. I think it's less actually. Yeah, it's got it's got to be. I understand that too, but at max, it's, it can't be more than forty percent of a win probability. I think it's. I'm looking at it here. I think it was somewhere around twenty percent actually. Okay, see what I mean? Like even if they had gotten the ball back with 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 a minute left. 
um, you know, you're still gonna you're still gonna have to deal with that Chiefs defense. That work, um, yeah, and and Chris Jones coming after you because you know it's a pass play. Exactly. And no timeouts. That's yeah, true. It's tough. It's yeah. Tough. Um. And what was your take? Games that was like the refs. I mean, that was like it was. It didn't seem slanted in any way towards any team. No, it to, seemed like an average game to, of referee. Yeah, to me, it looked like. Um, yeah, there were a few calls that that could be debated, um, but for the most part, everything seemed like a normal NFL mm-hmm. game. Yeah, you know. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't get the outrage, um, but I'm not an Eagles fan, of course. Exactly. So. Um, what was your take on uh, Rihanna's halftime show? Fantastic. Mm. I liked it a lot. I liked the phones uh, in the air. I liked the uh, the dancers with the. My favorite part was the subtle movement of the dancers when they just like only moved their head or something. They were all in unison, like behind her, and it seemed like they were like rumbling after her a bit. It was really cool when she, her walking backwards, her stopping with the makeup to put makeup on, was <laughs> her, her makeup brand probably. You know what I mean? Uh, Girl boss. Yeah, it was really cool when she did that because that was like the, the best promotion you could have during the Super Bowl. Especially they're not getting paid. She's like, all right, well. And she said she had a special mm-hmm. guest, and it was the fetus in her stomach. Did you hear about that? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that was cool, first. Too. This is her first live appearance in in quite some time. Uh, I don't remember how long. Four, five, six years, maybe. I don't remember. Um, and not only does she do twelve songs in fifteen minutes, that has Ooh, to be a I record. I forgot about half of those. I was like, damn, she got some bangers. But the fact that she started off with "bitch better have my money" was like, <laughs> "Let's go." <laughs> that was a bet too that was out there. Uh, and rolling out with a baby bump in a big spot, I loved yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, Saga was super excited. Um, yeah, she her. Uh, this is a quote from Saga about Rihanna. She said, "She's big slay all day." Bad bitch o'clock type moment right there. <laughs> I don't know what the kids are talking about. <laughs> this is what kids say today. Did yeah, you man. see? This is a really dope ass video that we should post in the Facebook group. She showed me. Did you see the um, the woman who was doing the sign language for the halftime oh, yeah, show? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. She was going she off like up. she. Yeah. She, that was dope. Yeah, They're the best man. And when those, you see like them the, do like Snoop or something like that, some uh, misogynistic songs, they go all in, man. I actually really, I saw a few criticisms of the show saying like, "Oh yeah, it was great to see her," but, but like the energy level wasn't, you know, through the roof. And I was like, you know what, I kind of liked, yeah, the energy level of this show. It the was fact really that she like came out confidence, man. That exactly. I think the the level of confidence that she has, the way that she, like, commanded the moment. Yeah. And the way, and because she had so many background dancers, mm-hmm. that it, and and the way that she used them as if she was like kind of the puppet master pulling the strings yes. on all of these, was was very um, powerful. Reed-esque. In my, you call her Reed-esque. She was like yeah. Andy Reed of a halftime show. Yeah. We're exactly. Down a little bit. I thought We're it was down, but I'm okay. I'm fucking Rihanna. I'm Rihanna. 
And by the way, by the way, I'm Rihanna and I'm fucking six months pregnant. So fuck off. Okay. (laughs) I'm not going to. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. What do you want from me? I got on a platform that's hovering a hundred feet over the ground. (laughs) (laughs) And stepped onto another one. Yeah. Are you not entertained? uh, Fuck you. People are stupid. (laughs) No, but I thought she was great. I wouldn't necessarily put it in my I personally wouldn't put it in my top five because I'm not I've never I, I don't I wouldn't consider myself a Rihanna fan no I wouldn't uh, I don't know about top five I'd have to sit down and think about that but it was good that's all I, yeah it was good it was really good I I will say this I liked it even though I'm a, I'm a bigger fan of Dr. Dre uh, and and some of those other people that were there than I am of of Rihanna I was disappointed in last year's show in the sense that it was, it was so clear that that show was only for television, given that half of the set was just completely inaccessible Mm -hmm. to half over half of the stadium. Like I thought it was really cool the way she thought about how not only will this be visually cool for television, but it will also, everybody in the stadium will be able to see it. Yeah. Good point. You know what I mean? Cause the way they built the set last year made it Mm -hmm. so that like people sitting on the other half of the stadium saw basically nothing. Yeah. Good point. They had to look up at the monitors probably. Yeah. At the jumbotron. Uh, Good point. mm. Um, Andy Reid out coaching Sirianni Mm. who cried at the national anthem. He did. That was another thing. The national anthem was great. That guy who was that was pretty it, great. I was yeah. Like, we watched impressed. that too. Oof. Chris Stapleton. I've heard of him. Same. Obviously, I but didn't I don't know much about him, but I'd heard of him. I've completely tuned out of like new yeah. country. Like if it <laughs> wasn't recorded, <laughs> I love country music, but if it wasn't recorded before the 1970s, I'm not interested. Ever since that. <laughs> Ever since that achy, breaky, hard shit came along, I feel like it just Ooh. country went, country went in the in a direction that is not interesting to me at all. Okay. Well, he was uh, great, but I have heard that Chris Stapleton is a little more old school, uh, and I thought like he crushed it. the national anthem. Yeah. Mm. And uh, did you hear that? The, uh, I forget the actress's name, but she's saying the black, the Negro national anthem. Oh no! Who did that one? I forget her name, man. She's a, you'll know if if you see her, man. She's an actress. She's on that show uh, Abbott Elementary. Black lady. She's in kind of a character actress a bit. Oh, but. is she? Oh, okay. Maybe it's the older. Uh, is it the main girl or is it the older lady? It's the older lady. Okay, the one like I don't her remember mentor. her name, but I. Yeah. Exactly, I know who she is. But she was great, man. Uh, singing, uh, lift every voice and sing. It was nice. That's cool. Good stuff, man. The performances were good. We got a good product. Fox did a good job. We had Greg Olson. Um, and what were you saying about Greg Olson, your issue with him? Exactly. <clears throat> I think that he, his, his definitive opinion on whether or not that was a holding call at the end of the game, mm. um, I think, made things worse. Yeah. Yep. Than they needed to be. And also, like, if you noticed, there was, like, the initial camera angle um, did not really highlight 
how much of a hold it really was until they flipped it around and yeah. showed you the other angle. And But when they got that angle, he never went back and said, you know what, actually, mm-hmm. I mean, technically yeah. that is holding. Sure, we could have a debate over whether you would want him to throw a flag right there, but that is holding. Um, and I, I think he made it – I think he made the problem worse by – by having such a hot take and not he, – he sounded like a Philadelphia Eagles fan to yeah. me. I thought Mike in that Pereira moment. sounded like an Eagles fan whenever they brought him in. I was yeah. Like, Mike, Mike Pereira got money on this game, man. Because <laughs> it seemed like every call he was like, oh, I don't know. I wouldn't call that, you know. I mean, I I, I agree with you that I, I, I like Greg Olson too, but I think that was a – I think it was a bad moment for him. Uh, like they it, it was a moment Smith where too. the drop, you know what I mean? Uh, Devonta Smith. Yeah. Was, uh, mm-hmm. going out of bounds and then the ball hits the ground and moves and all of that stuff. Mm. It took a long time for them to review that, but then it's like, he, uh, Pereira was still, even once they changed the call, I don't, I wouldn't change that one and all of that stuff. Hmm. And I was talking to Sean about that. I was saying that they do uh this whole, uh, well, the ref called it. It takes more to change the call. I think they should throw that part out. Forget what the ref called. It's a Mm. questionable call. And the ref's original opinion, because he didn't have all these camera, he or she didn't have all of these camera angles, then Mm. it could have been just a bad call. It shouldn't be like, you know, well, it has to be. No, what do you see? You don't have to say that it's more powerful because the ref called it this. I don't like that they do that. Like, well, in order to overturn. No, we found out when we watched it that it's a fucking not a catch or a catch or inbounds, out of bounds, whatever. Right. Yeah. We know refs can make mistakes. It's like, I don't know. Absolutely. I just think that <clears throat> I, I felt like in that moment, Greg Olson, um, was not as aware of his responsibility yeah. as a broadcaster as you would hope for him. Yeah. Like that you almost have to like, yeah, we, we all tune in and we all sort of celebrate the guys who, who keep it real on the broadcast. But there are certain yeah. moments where it's like, you know what, dude, we need you to straddle the fence here. Um, mm. Because it, it you actually don't know if what the fuck's going on right now. Like, it's, <laughs> I mean, you, you're, you're clearly insisting that because the, the, the thing is, is that you can sit here and say that like, Oh, it sucks that he would make a call like that at that point in the game. For me personally, I want the ref to call a call like that at any point of the game. I'm rooting for consistency. I'm not yeah. rooting for the ref to change the way he calls the game when he gets to the fourth quarter. That yeah. that that annoys me even more. But that's kind of what, what I mean? happened if you think about them letting that go earlier and then them calling it then. Yeah, but again, you they go back to the other calls. Earlier. I mean, the one where the guy literally was like holding Juju's arm. Right, like that's what I mean. He had yeah. his arm like pinned behind his back. Right. And they don't make that call. That's what I'm saying. So, so it's not consistent. So you're just if you're saying to them, "Well, you didn't make that call. Why do you make this one?" Then it's not. It's inconsistent. True. Um, and look, 
there's going to be inconsistency in the refereeing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There always is. Um, but we should, my point is that we should not be out here rooting for them to change the way right. they call the game based on what quarter it is or how much time is left on the clock. I agree. You know what I mean? I agree. I, um, and, and I think Greg also, it's unfair to say that he was a, sound like an Eagles fan because mm-hmm. I was disappointed too and that they made the call, but just as a, we want the drama, you know what I'm saying? Sure. We want the drama yeah. of uh, them to have to see what Jalen Hurts can put together with you know with three points down, one minute left, no timeouts. We want that. But that's what I think he got mixed up. I think yeah. he got mixed up with I, – because that I can understand. He got mixed up with the idea that he would rather have the drama, mm-hmm. but he got it sort of twisted with yeah, with trying to argue that that shouldn't have been a flag. Yeah. Um, and I, I just think that that's kind of, you have a great responsibility yeah. as one of the only two voices who get to actually call the game. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you, you can't afford to let your emotions get, get Agreed. tangled. I feel like that um, with boxing matches before when you watch a boxing match and it's close mm-hmm. or whatever, and, and they're giving their opinion of the points and all that. Next thing you know, you're thinking that it goes one way. And then if you were to watch it muted, then you're like, oh, this guy was winning this round. But the way that right. they commentated on it, they, you made it, they made it seem like he was getting his ass whooped. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah, that's the same shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it did, you know, it sort of, um, it sort of tainted what was otherwise a, a an extremely entertaining Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, I can't tell you how many Super Bowls from my childhood uh, were over by halftime. Uh, I feel like we've had a great run, with the exception of yeah. um, that Patriots Rams. What was that? Like thirteen to three or some shit. <laughs> it was like that. That, <clears throat> with the exception of that one, brought to you by XLX. <laughs> with the exception of that Super Bowl, I feel like the last decade has been highly entertaining. I also feel uh, like we got the best two teams. It was great to see the best two teams go at it, and uh, I'm also glad that Andy Reid gets put into another tier of coaches. Agreed. He deserves they, it. They were mentioning the ones who won two. They kept out Mike Tomlin for some reason. But coaches that have won two Super Bowls. But he joins the mm. company of coaches like uh, Jimmy Johnson and, uh, as I said, Mike Tomlin and Don Shula. You know, some of these mm. great coaches, he gets to separate mm. himself from the pack because a lot of people were wondering about Andy Reid if he's that dude like that. He mm. is. So glad. Oh, and the I fact that what... they won because of coaching. They can't, you know, coaching wins that game. I I, I don't think there's any way to disagree with that, honestly. Yeah. Um, to me, I think that's another reason why why the, the holding call at the end shouldn't matter. Yeah. I mean, if you have a minute, if Eagles fans take a minute to sort of calm down and really think about what happened – in the second half, he just got flat out out schemed, dude. Yeah. Just completely out schemed in the second half. Yeah, they were doing what they so. wanted against a top defense. So, mm. yeah. and every commentator or every analyst picked the Eagles. Some said by ten, 
And they started mm. looking like Nostradamus at the half. I was like, oh, okay, I guess it's just a better team. I started rooting I, like for I said, your, I, your parlay. <laughs> I, I was in on the Kool-Aid, man. I drank it up. I, I, I really thought that if you, you know, if you looked at these two rosters outside of Mahomes and Kelsey, mm-hmm. I think the Eagles had better players at nearly every position. Yeah. Um, and I think the one of the biggest differences is that this defense, which is this Eagles defense, which has been winning them games all year, um, didn't, didn't really factor that much, uh, in the game. Um, and the other thing that you kind of, I mean, I hate to bring it up, but the Eagles haven't played a team this good all year. No. I mean, they, they, you know, I mean, look at the road they took to get to the Super Bowl. They played the Giants who were, fake as shit uh <laughs> and then who else did they beat 49ers with a uh, lost their quarterback and then uh, 49ers lose their quarterback on literally the first drive you know yeah. what i mean um brock purdy doesn't get hurt i'm i have every reason to believe that the chiefs are playing the 49ers in the super bowl i could have seen him that you know That'd so turn into a rivalry i think the eagles should be very happy about about this run. Um, I don't know, you know, whether or not they're able to keep this team together and run it back is another conversation for the off season. They got the um, nucleus of something special. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So um, I, I can see them getting back there, but the NFC, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens over there, especially if they lose, if they lose Aaron Rodgers over there in the NFC, that's one less quarterback to worry about. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, we don't know. I, it's my understanding that he's going into his darkness retreat uh, <laughs> that he went the day after the Super Bowl. Okay. So so he's, he's in it right now, mm. it being it's Tuesday. Assuming he's going through with the four. He's, he's about halfway through. I would say. I'm uh, totally embarrassed and totally ashamed. <laughs> or we do not care. <laughs> <laughs> we do not care. <laughs> I like that you do the lip smack every time. <laughs> That's the best part. <laughs> it's the setup. Well, as I uh, who do you got for uh, the seasons? Uh, yeah. started it's it was uh Chiefs gonna win Mahomes gonna be MVP and I put zero crowns on it <laughs> I'm so stupid not betting that you did right yeah I didn't put in I didn't well put in also it needs to be said that the flip them and pick them results from the splendidly sexy salaciously slippery Super Bowl extravaganza Jonathan Rollins is the winner <laughs> Thank you all. Thank you so much. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, I want to thank my mom. I want to thank my guy who's hanging, hanging out for me, Jesus Christ. And uh, hey, speaking <laughs> of nailed down, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> what if the guy who? What if that's what he said? That's when the phrase was born. When they uh, right. <laughs> put finally put that last nail in Jesus' wrist, <laughs> nailed it! Ha 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 ha! Nailed it! 
Yeah, but um, uh, I'm, I'm, it was it was a, a tough road, man, because you were kicking mm. my ass the whole season, and then. Well, I I get dramatic come from behind, uh, regular season victory by me, um, and a and a dramatic mm-hmm. come from behind to tie it up right before the Super Bowl by you yeah. to become man. the 2022 flip 'em and pick 'em world champion. Mm. Um, congratulations! <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks, I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you have any superlatives you wanted to hand out? Yeah. Yeah, for MVP, I again, I gotta go Mahomes. I mean, it's not like he lit up the box score necessarily. He only threw for 182 yards, but his completion percentage was near perfect, going 21 for 27. As I mentioned, one incompletion in the second half, one, bro. I mean, that's amazing. He made all the big plays when it mattered most, but mostly I give him the MVP because of the way that he has managed to adapt to this new version of the Kansas Mm. City Chiefs, okay? The box score does not tell you the whole story. This version uh, where they have set aside this obsession with always looking for the big play, right? And this is what happened when, you know, you you lose Tyreek Hill and now you got to rework who you are, right? So they've made this effort to move away from the big play and start to identify the right play, right? The difference between the big play and the right play for the moment is sometimes like, like underrated when you look at these chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a completely different team than the, the team that won the Super Bowl uh, a few years back. Yeah. And a QB who's able to, to remain humble and coachable a guy who's able to realize the necessity of adaptation. Mm. This is why I'm picking Patrick Mahomes as my Super Bowl MVP. Wow. Um, you the real MVP. I, I honorable mention, I feel like, has to go to Nick Bolton, though. Mm. Right? Yes. Because he, especially he would have had two touchdowns if, they, if that didn't get called back. So he was Johnny on the spot twice. And he's the one who added added the pressure to make Hurts. He gets the the sack, strip, fumble, and fumble mm-hmm. recovery and touchdown. So if he gets that other one, he's the MVP that nobody would have guessed. <laughs> exactly, and Kelsey too. I mean, he yeah, Kelsey. Was he balling. he had the one. But he, did you see this stat about his career playoff stats? He's right behind Jerry Rice. He he's played eighteen career playoff games. Mm-hmm. Right, that's like a full season plus yeah. one game. Yeah, he has in those eighteen games, he has one hundred and thirty-three catches, one thousand five hundred and forty-eight receiving yards, damn, and six sixteen touchdowns. <laughs> He's going to the hall. Tight end, bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> that's insane. He's gonna go down. Uh, He's gonna go down as one of the best, one of the best tight ends ever. <laughs> Don't get no better than that, baby. That's yeah. right. Well, I was gonna say uh, I want to give it to um, Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy, the tandem that seems to be the unsung heroes of this game for scheming up something to throw off that defense. And it seems like they did it at the half. They knew something about the Phillies defense. They knew that these types of plays were gonna work. 
and they stuck with it, and they did these types of plays three times. Two resulted in wide open touchdowns, and mm. um, and one a wide open reception on the left side of the field for a big play. So uh, they were getting Kelsey open through scheme, even though you know they're focusing on Kelsey. So. Mm. It's good to get their flowers, man, because a lot of times we all want to praise the quarterback so much, but these guys obviously have uh, been doing something great. And and he's, they were asking about retiring, and he's like, I still got that guy over there, man, Pat Mahomes. Why not come back? That's true. <clears throat> Absolutely. Mm, I agree 100%. Um, I actually have a, a – I want to combine a trash and a shit got learned. Okay. Um, and this one goes out to the NFL as an organization. Okay. If you're going to be bad at the big things, you got to be good at the little things. Mm -hmm. We know how the league has dealt with, big historical issues, right? Concussions, sexual, domestic violence, race norming, kneeling during the national anthem only to change course and suddenly act like Black Lives Matter. Uh, the initial stance taken by the NFL almost 100% of the time proves them to be on the wrong side of history. <laughs> yeah. Which is why when it comes to the little things that make football such a great game that we all know and love, you just got to get it right. And I'm talking about the field, the yes. the condition of the field. You've got to get the little shit right. Players are slipping and sliding all over the place. The field seemed like an issue all night long. Eagles lineman Jordan Mailata said it was like playing on a water park. Hassan Reddick said it was the worst field he'd ever played on. Both players were quick to point out that they're not saying that this is why they lost the game. They admit that the Chiefs had to play on the same field. So it's not like that. But they also said <clears> – <throat> that players on both teams were discussing it and agreeing about how bad the field was like during the game as it's happening. Right. And of course the broadcast crew picked up on it as well. Yeah. And it's not like the NFL could claim that they had no idea that this would be a problem because for those of us who watch college football in the, in the semifinal, the playoff semifinal game between T TCU and Michigan, they played on the exact same field and they had the exact same fucking problem. Oh, wow. I mean, if I was an Eagles fan with a team that's known for blowing up the edge and, and getting to the quarterback, if you mm. want to complain about something, I'd be complaining about the condition of the field, to be honest. Um, the point is that something as basic mm -hmm. and fundamental to the game as the field should not be one of the top five headlines in on every sports media outlet the day after the Super Bowl. Damn, I mean, it was literally like if you, if you look at the headlines Monday morning, you know, right there, somewhere within the top five story about the field, how, how the biggest game of the year. And you're going to play on a subpar field. I, I don't. I don't you are trash. Uh, that's a good one, man. I'm going to combine my trash and shit got learned as well. Mm. Uh, 
because the I think the trash is the local authorities in sports towns. Mm. And the shit got learned is they care when they care, when it's convenient for them. Mm. Because mm. I saw the the Eagles before the game, some Eagles fans destroyed a car. There was a car before the, the game. Road. Before the game, they were just like out hanging out, and then they just destroyed this this car. Dude standing on it. Once they flip it over, the crowds all around, and uh, they've greased the poles on yep. Broad Street. So that the Philly fans, because, I mean, they're just going to climb it, you know, and they look at it as a challenge and all this stuff. And it's it's turned into this whole thing. Yet when somebody is protesting police brutality, then these crowds, it's, it's unbearable to have these uh, right. 90 percent of the protests are peaceful anyway. But it's just, oh, my God, we can't have these people here uh, uh, highlighting um what they find are ills in our society. No, 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 we can't do that. So, uh, but when it's sports, you can fucking vandalize somebody's car and climb poles and put people in danger of you falling down or breaking something. You're already drunk. You know, all of this mm. shit gets uh, overlooked in that situation. The hypocrisy of it just shows exactly what matters to them. And uh, that's mm. why I think you are trash. Good point. Mm. Wow. Well, that was it, man. Um, who's the scariest team? <laughs> uh, well, it's probably um, well, the Bears have the first pick in the draft. I guess mm. I'll say that. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of, man, we're gonna be taking a break. The Super mm. Bowl's over. And uh, we're gonna come back once the the next phase of the uh, the, the 2023 season. So, uh, well, to be like to pull back the curtain and really let you in on uh, how the sausage gets made over here, uh, <laughs> Jonathan is the one who requested that we take a break because he wants to go into the lab and start working on his mock draft. Um, <laughs> so, you know, yeah, get ready, I, y'all. I, I know how serious he is with his mock draft and how much he loves that. So I, I, I felt like I had to respect the request. Um, mm. So, yeah, he'll be working on that mock draft. Also be out there working on them jokes. You also yes. go see Jonathan Rollins. He's funny as hell. Um, yeah. I will also be working on my own version of jokes, um, something I've been hinting at um, for a while. But I, I still can't really say everything. But let's just say that uh, – I will be making a new TV series um, for um, someone that we all um, have heard of, <laughs> and uh, and it's going to be funny as hell. Uh, it'll be a while before it gets to you. You'll probably hear us talking about football before you hear anything about that show. But anyway, I'm going to take a break to start working on that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll be back when when uh, at the latest camp. At the earliest draft. Mm. Yeah, the draft will be fun. It'll be interesting to see where uh, some of my former Bulldogs wind up. Um, <laughs> I know you I thought I was going to get through a whole episode without saying Bulldogs, but I, but oh, I said God. it. Uh, I also want to say congratulations to uh, my former Bulldogs, Malik Herring and Miko Hardman, who did not play in this football game. 
but they do get Super Bowl rings, so congratulations to them. Some people say that the Chiefs won because they didn't play them. Rumor Millie Herring has. hasn't played all. Millie Herring is like a third string defensive <laughs> end. He hasn't played all year. Uh, Rumor yeah. has it that uh, that the Chiefs sometimes fake injuries. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. <laughs> Mahomes was never hurt. That Sky Moore touchdown was he. That was Miko Hardman's touchdown if he was yeah. healthy. I guarantee yeah. you that. If if was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. That's true. <laughs> On that note, let's go get drunk. Yeah, man. Thank y'all so much for this season of SpinFL. We really appreciate y'all. And we'll be back and with a new, fresh... What are we going to name next season? 2023 season. The uh, fantastically fun, ferociously flagrant, flagrant <laughs> football season. That's nice. I like that. That's a good start. <laughs> uh, but uh, Nailed it. Nailed <laughs> Speaking of nailed it, go to church. <laughs> Thank y'all so much. It's been another season of SpinFL with another amazing season of football with Jonathan Rollins. And Skip Musara. We'll catch y'all on the other side. Thanks again. Peace. Later, y'all. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.